Welcome to the podcast, Torn. I'm your host, Steve Daly. Back for 2022, we took time to reload, restore, revive, and be renewed. So now that we've done all of that, we got enough ammo for 2022. This is Torn, the podcast. Torn is about identifying what you're dealing with, what you're going through. Sometimes we're torn between the good decision and the right decision. Torn between families. Torn between loved ones. Torn between should I go, should I stay. Torn between being loyal or not being loyal. Torn to <clears throat> letting it be known or keeping it as a secret. This is Torn, the podcast. We're back. Bigger than ever. Anointed more with great content and great ammo. Let's get to it. Today's message is entitled, Where's the Evidence? I don't know if you've ever been to court before or watched court on TV or participated in court rather as a defendant. <laughs> or as a juror, or maybe court officer or police officer. But one of the key things in court is evidence. If they can present evidence, it pretty much makes the case clear-cut of the person being convicted, found guilty, because you was able to present evidence. Evidence is so important that even the police officers, when they're gathering evidence, they're being so careful to gather the evidence because they understand that the evidence can speak by itself. It will show that whatever you're being charged with or being accused of will give them the right to prosecute you and be given a sentence based on the evidence that was found. So evidence is important. Because A, it will either get you convicted or the lack of evidence will get you off. One thing a defendant don't want to see is more evidence to show that they were involved, to show that they did take part in whatever they're being accused of. So today's message is entitled, On Torn, the podcast, Where is the Evidence? Thank God. That in my time, and at being at 55 years old, they did not have cell phones where you can do all this recording and take all these pictures because there would probably be enough evidence to embarrass me. There would be enough evidence for people to probably question my call, my anointing, and my walk with God based on footage that could be played showing how I once behaved act or spoke so thank God that evidence don't exist and some of us need to thank God that the evidence don't exist because if the evidence did exist some of us would probably be real embarrassed so let's just take a moment and say thank God the evidence don't exist but now today's you have all type of recording vices and to the point that And it's sad, someone could be drowning 
and someone would, instead of jumping in to save them, would be quicker to pull out the phone to take pictures or recording showing that they was drowned, that they was drowning and there's evidence of them drowning or maybe someone rescuing them. So evidence is important when either being trying to find, find you guilty or trying to find you not guilty. My question to you today is, is there enough evidence for God to keep you out of heaven? Hmm. Is there evidence of you doing wrong? Is there evidence of you thinking wrong? Is it evidence of you speaking wrong? Is there evidence of you plotting wrong? Because I know with all the evidence, some of us want to boast on our resume, but what if God pulled out our rap sheet? I can only talk for myself, knowing that I, myself, have a rap sheet. But I want to thank God that he's not looking at my rap sheet. I want to thank God that my days ahead of me are greater than the days that are behind me. I want to thank God that I don't have to be worried about him pulling out the rap sheet and holding it against me. And why is that? If you go to the book of John in the gospel, the 18th chapter of John and the 10th verse, Jesus had a partner, disciple, homie, Peter, straight thug life. Peter was from the projects. Peter was from the streets. Peter kept a sword on him. Peter kept a shank on him. Peter was the guy you needed to have. You know, you have a bunch of friends. You got the talking friend. You got the friend with the money. Um, um, but I think you always need these two type of friends, a praying friend and a fighting friend. Peter was probably more on the fighting side. And Peter was distort that Jesus, our Savior, was going to the cross. So distort that he, even Jesus had a conversation with Jesus. Jesus had to rebuke Peter, reminding Peter that this is my father's will and I have to do this. And while they're there, <clears throat> uh, the Roman soldiers stepped to Jesus after Judas had pointed Jesus out. Uh, let me just pause for one moment. May you be able to identify your Judas as they are approaching you. May you be able to identify your Judas in dreams. May you be able to identify your Judas in pictures. Isn't it amazing how you can look at old pictures and did not realize you were standing next to a future enemy? Back to the story. So Peter's standing there. And they come up and they're getting ready to arrest Jesus. And John, 18th chapter, the book of John, 18th chapter, 10th verse. And then Peter, having a sword, drew it and stuck the high priest service and cut his right ear off. Peter pulled out his shank, the one that was walking with Jesus, the one that prayed with Jesus, ate with Jesus, fast with Jesus, was getting teachers from Jesus, <clears throat> still had angry, anger issues. You can be with Jesus and still have some anger problems. <laughs> you can still be with Jesus and have some, <clears throat> some, some, some stuff going on in you that you need deliverance from. So, they roll up. Isn't it interesting Peter had a knife or a sword 
while walking with Jesus. Isn't it interesting how Jesus probably could have told Peter on the way out, leave your sword home, but he doesn't say that. Jesus probably could have told Peter, you don't need that sword. Don't bring that with you, but he doesn't say that. It's interesting. So then they get ready to grab Jesus and Peter pulls out his sword and cuts the high priest's ear off. Technically, Peter should have been arrested. Technically, Peter should have been put in jail. Peter probably should have been executed because he, he struck and high priest. You know, he should have been charged with attempted murder, assault in the first degree, battery, uh, uh, he, uh, criminal possession of a weapon. He should have been charged. But in that story, Jesus tells Peter, first of all, put your sword away. See, we ain't got to be cutting everybody. So times put your sword away. And Jesus takes that man ear and put it back on his head. Why is that important? Why is that significant? Because Jesus got rid of the evidence that should have got Peter convicted and executed. Hmm. Because if Jesus put the man's ear back on, there's no evidence that the man's ear had been cut off. Shouldn't we thank God that Jesus got rid of the evidence that should be sending me and you to hell? Shouldn't we thank God that Jesus picked up the evidence and put it on himself? Shouldn't we be thanking God that Jesus said, I'm going to destroy the evidence that should get us convicted? Where's the evidence? Where is the evidence? The haters who think they got evidence on you, the gossipers who think they got evidence on you, the critics who think they got evidence on you, your family who think they got evidence on you. Where's the evidence? Because I got to sit at the king's table. Where's the evidence? I got an invite to the king's party. Where's the evidence? I got a crown and a robe and a mansion waiting for me when the evidence should have been presented and sent me and condemned me to hell. But Jesus got rid of the evidence. How can I not serve him? How can I not praise him? How can I not worship him? Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Jesus said, I got rid of it. The very thing you did, I got rid of it so that you wouldn't be sentenced to life of death, but you've been sentenced, given eternal life. There is no more evidence. This is Torn, the podcast.